0: blog talk radio
1: hey everybody
2: it's time for startup office hours I'm Scott Fox coming to you live from Southern California it's nice to see you thanks for joining me today I know you have a lot of places you could be but this was the right choice today we're going to talk about startups how you can raise money how you can build teams how you can uh, satisfy customer needs and uh, solve problems that's a big one and hopefully have some fun and maybe dent the universe in a positive way while you're doing it that's what this show is about it's a uh, free um office hours really that's all it is i'm here to talk to you during my lunchtime uh, and try to help you based on my decades of experience in the startup world we're going to be talking about uh, how to raise money how to um, recruit people, how to find product market fit, how to find good investors or bad investors, how to to do all those things that make a difference in terms of uh, the trajectory of taking what's in your head out into the world and hopefully uh, making a profit and doing some good while you're at it. So thanks for joining me. We do this once a month, uh, fourth Tuesday of each month, and the idea is to uh, help transfer some of the knowledge I've accumulated and reduce the barriers for participation in the new world economy for those of you who might be new to it, who uh, perhaps are from an underrepresented background or are a first-time founder, or maybe you're overseas outside of the U.S. and it's difficult to access A lot of the expertise from silicon valley or maybe you're even here in the united states and it's difficult to access the expertise in silicon valley there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in this industry and i just uh, i'm not a big fan of that Uh, and well that's why i wrote these books actually Uh, so these three books in case you don't know know me i'm I'm scott fox i'm a serial internet entrepreneur i've been building startup companies for 25 years now Uh, these days i'm mostly an angel investor i uh, work with a lot of small companies around the world trying to help them get farther and faster to improve their product market fit and get to market. The books I wrote are really about how to take, like I said a moment ago, take what's in your head and get it out into the world and turn it into a business. And uh, those are in other languages. You can see the with that uh, Russian and Turkish and Japanese and Vietnamese and so forth. Um, so if you're here from another country, uh, know that you are welcome as well. This is a welcoming, safe, friendly space for entrepreneurs. Because of my somewhat unusual background as both a repeat founder and an investor and an author, I guess. uh, I'm kind of in a unique place to help people put on the shoes of the other guy, and that's really what this Office Hours is about, is to try to help you figure out, if you're a founder, how to think more like an investor so that you can raise that money a little easier and more quickly. Or if you're an investor, maybe there are things that uh, you need to think about in order to understand the founder mindset better. Of course, there's a whole professional class of investors who have never really run a company or raised money before, right? A lot of venture capitalists actually are former consultants or bankers. They're not necessarily founders like us. Um, like here we go. Let me show you. See, like us. Um, I literally, I'm literally wearing the t-shirt today. Uh, being an entrepreneur is a is a gift. Uh, it can also it's a blessing. It can also be a bit of a, a burden uh, if you have that kind of mindset. You're constantly out there in the world trying to improve and shake up the world. Uh, so this this show is to try to help ease that transition a little bit. So let me invite you to come in and uh, join me. Uh, we're going to be taking questions. The meat of this program is to ask questions. So this is the link if you want to come and join us backstage. I can see we've got uh, Eric and Andre and Mikhail in the backstage area. We've got three, it uh, looks like three gentlemen so far, so especially if there are any ladies out there who'd like to participate, this is a safe space and happy to include you in our conversations. The folks backstage, if you wouldn't mind, I, if we're going to talk, I need you to turn on your camera, and also you could use as a private chat backstage and just give me a, a quick one-liner in the private chat about what you'd like to speak about so that we can I can order the questions in some sort of uh, reasonable order for those folks who are listening. So if you're joining us on YouTube or LinkedIn Live or Facebook or the podcast version, or you're watching this later at YouTube.com slash Scott Fox, uh, happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us. So today we're going to, um, let's see, that's me. Let me just give you a couple more quick admin notes. The uh, Let's see, well, you should sign up for our email list. We have uh, the Startup Council is a worldwide organization. We work with founders all over the world, uh, basically trying to help in- the flow of information and access to capital. So if you go to that website and sign up for the startup news, you'll see a bunch of different resources there uh, that are free um, and get the news and get in the loop uh, because that's the number one way to get involved, right, and to raise money, which is what most people want to talk about why I started doing this because this is the uh, fundraising office hour show. So if you, um, let me give you that link again to get backstage. There's only room for 10 people backstage, so if you are not able to get in, and you want to ask a question? Just wait till a little later in the show, and we'll try to bring you in as well. You can invite your friends to join us. Of course, like I mentioned, I'm live we're live on YouTube and LinkedIn at the moment, and Facebook. And um, oh, let me do a sound check. We I blew that last time. I, folks backstage, can you see me or hear me and see me? Okay, I presume um, people are showing up in the backstage. Uh, Eric and John, I can see you. Can you hear me? Okay, is that thumbs up? Eric, John, no. Hopefully. Can anybody hear me? Okay, this is a little worrisome. Uh, Let's see. Eric, John, can you hear me? Sorry, this is embarrassing, but I don't know how to do this other than to ask. So can you give me a thumbs up, Eric or John? Yes, Eric, I saw something move there. How about Usman? Yes, is that a thumbs up? Eric, you're waving. Okay, thank you. That's what I needed. Okay, (laughs) thank you. All right, moving right along. So um, we have trouble with that in the past, so I want to make sure before I went too much farther. I literally did the introduction three times last month. Uh, My fault, not yours, but these things happen. Okay, before we get started, I want to point out we have a sponsor these days. We have a great company called Cake Equity. Cake is a stock options and um, cap table management platform. So if you know what that is, then you know you need help. (laughs) If you don't know what that is, uh, capitalization tables are what founders use and investors use to keep track of who owns the stock. And this can get uh, turn into a very complex issue over time as you issue stock to different people. You have different investors, perhaps with different uh, liquidity rights and so forth. And the idea is that this uh, platform, Cake, is uh, which looks like this. There's their logo, Cake. (coughs) Cake Equity. Cake Equity is a – let me see if we can get both of us on there. Yay. There we go. Cake equity. So these guys uh, and gals are based in Australia, but they have built a global stock options management platform that makes it a lot easier for you to onboard employees and track your investors and also to help your employees track their vesting and their options, which has been a big problem with many, many startups that I've worked with. A lot of people get a stock option grant They don't know what it's worth. They put the paperwork in the drawer and they forget about it. And hopefully, you know, hopefully years later the company goes public and they make some money. But oftentimes it's really opaque and Cake Equity is a a very useful service for that. So uh, CakeEquity.com. Actually, there's a new URL. Let me give you this. I didn't, uh, let's see. I'll put it in the chat. Oh, I don't have the chat on yet. Remind me to do that later. I'll give the URL, but I'll say it out loud. It's CakeEquity.com slash partners slash SC, Startup Council, cakeequity.com slash partners slash SC. And that will give you 20% off their already low-priced services, right? They're cheaper than Carta, they're easier to use than Carta, and they're global. So, okay. And I'm an investor in the company. That's why. (laughs) Full disclosure. I'm an investor in the company. So, okay. Um, Love those guys. Okay. So, now let's get to, uh, sorry, let me just, one more bit of admin. Let's see if we've got everything covered here. Um, This is not qualified legal or financial advice. I am a banker and a former attorney, but I am not giving you anything you should rely on. This is for entertainment purposes only. You should contact your own uh, qualified financial and legal counsel if you're going to do anything serious. Okay? Uh, Don't say anything confidential. This is a public forum, and this will be shared online worldwide and archived, so don't say anything that you wouldn't want everybody to know. Uh, Of course, we can talk in broad terms about almost anything. And have you liked and subscribed lately? Um, If you would follow us on LinkedIn and uh, subscribe on YouTube and like us on Facebook, that would be really helpful and appreciated because uh, that's how this grows and we help more people. And what's this one? Okay, right, so Startup Event News, right? That's another good place to go. And oh, here's me in case that's helpful. Let me just put that one. um, I'll put that right in the chat room. I'm happy to connect with you guys. Please leave a message as to who you are, though, right? Because I get, believe me, I get lots of these and I ignore most of them. But if you're somebody who's actually involved in the community that we're building here and you would like to participate, then you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to. But please, like I said, don't just click connect, put a little note, say who you are, and then we will connect. Okay. All right. So let's get going here. So we've got several folks backstage and let's see, Andre and Mikhail and Usman and Jay, there's a -A J-A-Y and a J-Reed, and Hubert are all back there. If you guys could put into the private chat, just give me a one-liner about what you'd like to talk about, please. That would be really helpful so that I can organize things in a uh, logical way. And Eric is the only one who's done that so far. So, um, but if we could hear from Hubert and Jay and Jay and Usman and Mikhail back there. And if the rest of you would like to join us, that would be cool, too. The to do that is FounderofficeHours.com, FounderofficeHours.com. All right, that was a lot of preamble, and let me double-check here. I think we're going to get going now. You ready? Okay, so I'm happy to have you here. Just checking, checking, checking. Let's see. Oh, I know. Sorry, there was one other one. And then questions. I guess we're starting with Eric. Let me just see what Eric said. no, no, no. Okay, that's a good one, Eric. We'll start with that. But Hubert, I know you've been here before. You know how this works. And Jay, I see your camera's on. That's great. Um, But everybody, guys backstage, turn on your cameras and please type in the little chat room what you'd like to talk about so I can do this logically, okay, Uh, and not uh, confuse our audience. Uh, Oh, and we'll do pitch practice later too. That's right. So I'm glad I put that there. So if you would like to practice a pitch, I think that's why Hubert was here, uh, then we will do that as well. Okay, so our last uh, preamble was this. Uh, we have built a new service, and it's for you guys. And here it is: in my high-tech, uh, my high-tech ads, startupinvestorsdirectory.com. So this is a service. Wait for it. That lists startup investors in <laughs> a directory, and it's a it's a directory built for found, early stage founders, right? Because the number one problem that I see, I've been doing this a long time. Everybody wants to, know how do I find investors? So I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the show. But this is a service we built for you. Uh, it has over a thousand investors in it now, and it's going to we're going to add several thousand more uh, in coming weeks. It's going to be a big directory, and it's all accessible. Um, it's only ninety nine dollars, and if you we've got a coupon. That's why because people keep asking me about the coupon. Hold on, let me find the the Chiron for that. Um, okay, there it is. Okay, so this so we set this up. This is a beta tester. It's still early stages, um, but Bronze Beta Fifty. Is a half off forever, so you get it for forty nine dollars. So that's uh, uh, it's a recurring annual or semi annual, I think. But anyway, super deal. And this, uh, we're just trying to cover costs. But this is the only directory I know of that um, it doesn't just list. Of course, it lists investors, what stage they do, what industries they're interested in, that kind of thing. But it also, there are 48 different categories that you can use. There's keyword search, too, of course, but there's 48 different categories. So if you are, say, an African-American founder or a female founder or an immigrant founder or a first-time founder, or you don't live in Palo Alto, you live in Nebraska or Kentucky, or you live in Africa, uh, you can go in and search for investors who are interested in you. And that's the key is finding investors who are right for you, not just spamming investors, do some research and you will find investors a lot more quickly. Okay. So we'll probably come back to that because we often get that question, but let's get going with this office hours. There we are. Okay. So at the moment backstage, let's see. Um, Let me see. Yeah. The backstage is full right now, guys. So there's 10 people back there and I will post it again when we have a little bit of room. So, okay, I've only got Eric and Jay. Hubert wanted to, um, to pitch, so we'll do that a little later. But Jay wants to know about best options at pre-seed stage for proof of concept and networking for funding and mentors to transition, start building, to move to seed round. Okay. Well, let's start with Eric then, if that's okay. Uh, Jay, that's a great question, and we will get to that. But Eric has a little more intro. So this is our new friend, Eric. Hey, Eric. you are on? you? Good. How are you? Have you been on before?
3: I have, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, I've been by a couple times, but uh, okay. I'm getting uh, closer, I guess, but I'm, I'm looking for to go from – you had mentioned that you need to have a demonstrable product and buyers before an investor is going to be uh, interested in moving on something. It's a little bit of a chicken-egg issue. but That's right. Um, what I'd like to do is hire a programmer to put together a – Effectively, a clickable demo copy, mm-hmm. flying airplane that would be the the basic structure of the of the concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, then be able to have like an installable program, doesn't have to be fully fleshed out and minimum viable because I can't afford that right now. Right. But I'd like to try to get it to the point where I could pitch it to you or someone else who would um, be interested in moving on. But I would want to get a, a, maybe a handful of uh, what do you call it uh, um, letters of intent.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, right.
2: Yeah,
3: I'll give you twenty nine ninety five for that kind of thing. Right. It's not my mom as much as she thinks I'm terrific.
2: That's right. <laughs> good, good advice. you so
3: have, a, have a, a recommendation for somebody who would be able to do
2: that? So that's a great one for the audience, actually, because programmers come and go, especially early stage uh, demo-type concepts. They're not big enough projects to get a full team involved, right? And those right. folks who are freelancing turn over a lot because they get another gig. So I don't have a specific recommendation, but this is a great crowdsourcing one. We'll turn on the chat here. Actually, let's turn on the chat uh, right now and uh, say hello to everybody. But, folks, this is Eric. Where are you from, Eric? I forget.
3: Uh, actually, Burbank. And I was actually originally – are you up in Palo Alto?
2: Uh, not these days. I'm in Orange County these days. Orange
3: County, okay. okay. Yeah. I grew up in Palo Alto. Oh, okay.
2: Right. Well, I went to school there, if <laughs> that helps. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for graduate school, yeah. Yeah, uh, right down the street. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, so everybody out there Eric would like to find some good programmers who can help him with what he just described and I'm sure that there are folks in the audience who are uh, representing small firms or developers themselves uh, specifically Eric why don't you give can you give a one line about what you're doing that way you might actually find somebody to partner with which is probably also a nice idea
3: uh, it's a, um, it's a file management type program that will, uh, that will, uh, release people from having to go through folders on the computer. Hmm. You just run the computer without them.
2: Okay. Well, there, so that sounds interesting to you, Eric. Eric, why don't you put, um, you're in the private chat. If you go over to YouTube, you can put it in the public chat. If you want to post your contact info, that would probably be a good way to, or your URL or some way that people could find you. I'm sure that people will have suggestions for that. My general suggestion for this kind of thing is Upwork.com, and probably Upwork. most people know that. And just to, to finish the thought, Upwork.com, if you don't know uh, everybody, is a platform that connects freelancers with employers, right? So, and they have everything, like lots and lots of developers, graphic designers. They even have attorneys, engineers, copywriters, anything you would want, really, and you can hire and meet people.
3: If I may ask on that, i was a little concerned about it. Let's just say for the sake of argument, this takes off, which, of course, it's the best idea of the world, and, of course, it will. But the, okay, so I hire, you know, Steve, and he programs this thing, and I put it out there, minimum viable product. I get funded, uh, you know, $250,000. This thing takes off and the whole thing. Do I still have to hire that guy through Upwork, or am I stuck with that, or can I hire him away from it?
2: Oh, you can hire him away. They, they have, yeah. they, there's a process for that. Uh, One of the reasons to do Upwork, which is worth mentioning here, specifically in this context, is if you have people do development work for you, you want to make sure that your intellectual property agreements are tight, that you actually own the work. Yeah, the the default uh, contract agreements on Upwork, I think, anyway, provide for that. Uh, it's not enough just to, everybody should know this, it's not enough just to pay developers or anyone really for work and then presume you own it. Copyright doesn't transfer, at least in the United States, unless it's, there's a written signed authorization, right? So, work yeah, there's, there's a whole body of law there, so I won't get into too fancy, but that's the right. that's the right concept. So it's good to have you really want to pay attention to this when you're outsourcing to people because what you don't want to have happen is what you just said. Things go great. You raise some money. It goes big. And then somebody shows up from five years ago. Hey, I worked on the demo for that. I still own half of this because you didn't get it in writing. Right. That kind of thing. So okay. that's something to be careful about. And it's one of the first things that investors well, I can look, I can look
3: for. I can look into that certainly. And then I think go jump onto the YouTube thing, but okay. All right. Yeah. Well, very good. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Nice. nice to see you. Excellent. Well, hopefully that was helpful. So that was Eric. I'm overdue to t- talk to the chat folks. Uh, let's see here. Let's welcome some people. Everybody put in where you're from. I always get a kick out of that um, because it shows just – it's one of the cool things about the Internet. I'm old enough to remember before there was an Internet, and it was really hard to meet people from other countries. <laughs> so these days we are worldwide all the time. So let's go go ahead and say hello, and if you wouldn't mind, tell me where you're from. I think that would be really cool. So let me scroll back in the chat for a second in a minute. Um, okay, Ketan from Bengaluru. All right, there you go. See, right off the bat, all the way from from India. And uh, Richmond, Virginia, is uh, who is that? Nihal and, uh, and Julian from <laughs> from Orange County and uh, Richmond from Alexandria, Virginia, and from Karthik from Toronto and Nicole. Let's see, we'll get to your questions too. Um, Yeah, go ahead and say hi to each other. Right. I see Nahal talking to some other folks here. Go ahead and meet each other. Like, I don't have all the answers. I try, but I'm more like the organizer here, right? I'm convening the meeting. But this is think of this like a conference, like we're all in Las Vegas at the Bellagio and we're having a conference, but really the action takes place in the hallway, right? It isn't necessarily about the panel on the stage, it's you guys meeting each other. So go ahead, post your LinkedIn addresses and your email addresses, whatever, Don't nothing confidential, like I said, but go ahead and meet each other because relationships are what build teams and lead to raising money. So go ahead and say hello. Um, <clears throat> Okay. Um oh there, there's Michael. Hey Michael, nice to see you. The audio sounds good. Yeah, sorry, you said that fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I was trying to get the folks backstage to do it. Um let's see. Uh Davidson Pierre, are you joining the Zoom? You're on you're on the Zoom, brother. Um let's see. Backstage, yes, we'll we're full right now, Dominique. We'll put that up it's founderofficehours.com, but go ahead. Uh and you can keep trying until we um Actually, uh, Eric, if you wouldn't mind, actually, you could probably leave the backstage and go onto the public YouTube channel unless you're going to have another question. Um, Okay. Let's see. There's Sean. Hey, Sean. Nice to see you. Just saw you, what, last week, right, at that event that I was hosting, the Mastermind. Uh, Okay. I'll come back to some of the questions. I just want to see who all is here and welcome you, everybody. Glenda and Lyle and Ketan and Alex Alex Ravsky. Right. That's you here in Orange County. Nice to see you. Julian and Glenda and Michael from L.A., and Alex from Palo Alto. You live in Palo Alto now, okay, and Darren from Austin, L.A., Um, Herndon, Virginia, and Rusty. Hey, Rusty, nice to see you. Beverly Hills, Irvine, Hong Kong, and excellent, okay, nice to see you all. Okay, well, good. Well, that sounds like a great group. Let's get back to some questions. Thank you all for being here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind taking a minute and pressing um, hello, not hello, <laughs> talking too fast, press subscribe or like and follow, all that kind of stuff. That's really helpful to help, uh, to help this uh, free service reach more people, right? That would be really nice. There we go, because that's what drives everything these days, right? Okay, so now back to our guests backstage okay Uh, Eric if you again would you mind leaving Uh, sorry to do that to you but uh, if you can make some more space backstage that would be great all right so back to let's see Jay wants to know proof of concepts okay Karthik yes Karthik okay yeah we're handling the the found the office hours link can you build a startup and raise money okay that's a good question Usman. yep okay Andre fundraising at the seed stage typical yes Andre we can do that too Uh, Hubert is gonna pitch uh, Jay, okay, and Jay Reed from Florida. Okay, nice. Okay, so Jay and, uh, Jay, and Jay Reed, do you guys have questions? Um, let me know what you want to talk about so I can um, put it in the chat there, all right? I, so I got Usman, and I guess we'll take him in order so far here. Uh, let's see. Jay, okay, so Jay, yes, here's Jay. Okay, Jay, we're going to talk about, hi, Jay. Hey, nice to meet you. Um, okay, so uh, have a little trouble hearing you. Can you say that? Can you talk some more? Hi, I said hi, buddy. Okay. To your talk. Okay. Uh, we met before. All right. Nice to see you then. I guess. Um, yeah. So what's uh, what's on your mind there? Can you paraphrase for the audience? And can you get closer to the microphone? You sound like you're deep in a tin can. Uh, definitely.
3: Hopefully, everyone can play better. That's better. So right now, the question I have is, we are working on an AI model. And uh, the biggest thing with AI, it's easy to code for. But the data is what is the uh, hurdle for us. Our AI means absolutely nothing. So it's easy to put the code together, and I feel as if we're misrepresenting misrepresenting ourselves. So to get to a viable proof of concept, we need funding, we need mentors who can help us partner and reach out into uh, the industry to help us get access to the data.
2: What's the best way to do that in today's market? Wow, that's a tough one. A real chicken and egg, right? Uh, So first of all, anybody in the chat that has suggestions for Jay, please put them in the chat because you guys may easily know more than I do about this. So what Jay's talking about is early stage founder, like uh, Steve was talking a minute ago, you've got this chicken and egg problem of how do I get enough money to demonstrate a concept? And Jay's taking it to the next level, which is, how do i raise enough money to demonstrate a concept that's based on something that i don't even have access to <laughs> right it's like chicken did this chicken squared or something um so yeah okay so this is this is a real issue and it's interesting i'm glad you brought it up because i'm hearing a lot about this this is a lot like what happens actually in medical devices and life sciences companies because they are demonstrating they have a theory about some new medical breakthrough But it takes a ton of money to run all the testing that you need for human trials or even monkey trials, right? Or to build the device, physical devices that are very complex and expensive to manufacture, especially if you're only going to build prototypes of, you know, small, small production runs of one or two or five of them, right? So there's not enough money to do that. And so the life sciences world tends to run on projections um, and the qualifications of the team and perhaps past exits and things like that. So I think that's probably what you're looking at, Jay, is to the extent you can, I mean, you the show must go on, right? You make the best of what you've got and try to convince somebody uh, that you've got what it takes. More specifically for AI, I, from, and I'm not an expert in this area. I I don't know that who, who is who doesn't do this full time, right? AI, congrats to you. It's certainly exciting, but man, is it moving fast. Um, The, uh, the idea of getting a smaller subset of data, sort of training data uh, to work on, you know, if it's one of these things where you need a, whatever, a billion records to demonstrate whatever you're trying to demonstrate, that's going to be tough. But if you could part, find a partner, a potential user of the system, for example, who might have a subset of data, maybe only whatever, a thousand or ten thousand records as opposed to a billion, that would demonstrate the process uh, that that's kind of what i would be thinking about is is that helpful have you already done that
3: we try the, the difficulty is generally for example we're working in the mortgage space okay they themselves are not often the owners of the data ah uh, yeah it's to another service to another service so in the, the industry itself is very segmented sales will own a particular amount of data right
0: And they're not going to allow it
4: right right As
0: a,
2: Sure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Ownership of data. Yeah. Well, that's about my best idea. I guess I would, if that's the case, I guess I would double down on two things, which is try to talk them into it, right? And then the second would be, trace back as best you can who is the source of the data who really owns it as opposed to having a license. Like, honestly, I don't know, but just to continue the example, Salesforce might not own it. They may not have the rights to license it to you, right? Because it may actually be owned by uh, experience, say, or a credit bureau or somebody or a bank or something, right? And if you could figure out where it really came from, maybe you could go directly to the source and try to, um, you know, talk them into something, uh, especially if you could sweeten the deal with, uh, either, you know, some pilot projects for them for free or participate discounts or maybe even equity in the company or whatever, there's only so many tools you have, but this is a, sounds like a sales job, unfortunately, which is probably not why you got into this, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> which is why I'm asking about mentoring, but
3: uh, yeah. I think you move on. Okay. I really appreciate the time. Okay,
2: yeah, I hope that's helpful. And again, if anybody has help for Jay, uh, please chime in there. You know, AI is a huge opportunity, so I'm guessing that Jay is a good guy to know. So if there's – yeah, nice to see you. And go ahead, Jay, if you want to put something more, like I said, in the chat room, your LinkedIn or contact information, uh, people might be looking to contact you after that quick introduction. Cool. All right, moving right along. Wow, we have a half hour already. Okay, let's see. Let me just say hi to anybody new that came in the chat room here. Where did my chat go? There it is. Okay, so let's see. Who showed up here in the last few minutes? Okay, so – Ketan, thank you. Uh, appreciate the support. Will from L.A., the founder of Happyverse. Nice to see you. Andre, you were here last time. Nice to see you again. And uh, Dominique Nicole of the Credit Bureau. Okay. Oh, she's in AI. Okay. Well, there we go. This is, this is working. The evil plan is working. Uh, and Ketan has a suggestion as well. Good. Uh, Ragu Kashap. Yeah, well there's two two thoughts, two people you probably didn't know, Jay, <laughs> twenty minutes ago. hopefully that's helpful and thank you to Katan and Dominique. The the way the startup world works the best, at least in my point of view, is when people help each other. I mean that's the way everything works really, but a lot of this stuff is early stage and even if you think you know everything, you don't. Things are moving fast, and you always need uh, team members. And people think about investors the most, but team members and a support network is super important, especially in fast-moving fields like AI, because the goalposts are moving constantly. And you need to be ready to move with it, essentially. And a support network can really help with that, help you adapt. So uh, yeah, like I said, please, everybody, go ahead and And say hello Um, and like I said you can reach me I think there we go there's me Uh, if you want to say hi on LinkedIn please do like I said please do say hello Uh, give me some sort of message that we're connected for some reason uh, or how we connected I mean and I'd be happy to connect with you guys because we're doing this uh, I'm planning on doing this more often if you find it helpful it's just hard to everybody's so busy including me all right so let's go backstage again and see who's let's say hi to everybody again Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to bring a bunch of you. Let's bring everybody on stage. I need to I need a group photo. I'll be honest. Let's do this. Here's Usman and Hubert. There we go. There's a couple of people, friendly faces. And who else we got here? Here's Nihal and Karthik. Hey, guys. All right. All guys. So where are the ladies. Come on. All right. No, no offense to any of you gentlemen. I'm a gentleman, obviously. But let's get some ladies in here, too. <laughs> All right. So wait, with you guys in mind, can you smile? That's a beautiful smile. Nihal wins for best smile, I think. But uh, give me a thumbs up or something. I need, I need a, something to post on social media. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Okay. So let's do this out, out loud. It's more fun when we talk. Let's see. Who wants to? Just tell me real quick. So Hubert, um, Hubert, did you just want to pitch today? Was that the idea?
5: Yeah, I have a little bit of a situation, but um,
2: oh, okay. You want to ask a qu- question also, or
5: yeah, that would be great.
2: Okay, so what? Just quickly, what's the question? The quick version of the question.
5: So I have a regular pitch, and I I have a pitching opportunity later this week, but uh, they like a certain feature, so I've changed my pitch drastically, I would love to have some
0: feedback
2: on the report. Okay, cool. Well, we can do that in a few minutes. Good to see you. He's here from Hong Kong, so must be, what time is it there? Oh, it's probably lunchtime already. You're, it's not middle of the night, right? Okay. Uh, 3 a.m. Th- oh, 3 a.m., sorry. <laughs> okay, 3 a.m. That's dedication. All right, nice to see you. <laughs> okay, and how about uh, Nihal? What would, you, what would you like to talk about, Nihal? All right, I
3: hope everybody can hear me.
2: Yep, sounds good.
3: Good. Um, so we are, I'm an environmental science student from George Mason University. Okay. Here in Fairfax, Virginia, currently living in Richmond. And what we're trying to develop our our company is called Hydrobond Platform. Okay. And we are trying to introduce green bonds that are tokenized. Um, of course, you know, trying to go through SEC hurdles, trying to go through the securities issues of issuing bonds while not being Series 7 um, um, licensed is is our hurdle for us. So we're looking for, you know, partners that are able to help us get over that licensing hurdle and able to help us tokenize our um, commodity. Which is, of course, you know, to help with climate climate friendly projects.
2: Okay. Well, great. So that's not a question so much as an appeal for partners or investors or Okay, well, great. Well, so there you go. You just did it. So th- that's everybody. that's is Nahil from the D.C. area, and sounds like a very interesting project. Um, Nahil, why don't you – so you're in the backstage chat. If you go over to YouTube or LinkedIn Live, you can put it, your contact information in the public chat, and then people could find you. So you, do you have a website or LinkedIn or something you can share?
3: Yes, we will do, sir. I'll put that in the okay. YouTube.
2: Okay, let's do that. Great. Well, nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. I hope that okay. – Yeah, all right. Cheers. Okay, and then uh, who we got left? Usman and Karthik. Okay, uh, Karthik, you're you're bigger on the screen right now. So why don't you? What what is it you wanted to chat about?
6: Hi, um, so I'm building a premium uh, directory service. So essentially, getting uh, their businesses listed on my directory is free. But uh, so if they wanna um, use any of the integration platforms uh, that I'm currently building, that will be a uh, charge associated with that. Their... They wanna uh,
2: use. Uh, sorry, so hold on. Do they wanna use a what platform?
6: the integration and um, so I have a directory service that integrates. Yeah, no,
2: I heard that but you said a something something platform and in user integration platform uh
6: yeah so the basically the directory would integrate with the different marketplaces uh, and procurement systems in order to use that I'm going to be charging uh my customers a fee. yes um I'm, I'm wondering like what would be the good point for good time for me to go and raise funding right now uh, I have a free platform that is up and running. I have manufacturer systems their information on my platform. Okay. I'm currently working on the integration. Okay. So the is good enough, the MEP, for me to go and talk okay. to the investors. Okay,
2: okay. Yeah, that's good enough, good enough, good enough. We will talk about it. That's a great question, but let, let's. I want to do them in order. Okay, so, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Happy to have you here. Okay, Usman, what, what was your uh, topic? And this also tells people that are watching if they want to stick around, right? Yeah. <laughs> Usman, what, what's on your mind? Just a short version. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry, stop, stop, stop! You're you're totally breaking up. Can you? Is that, are you hearing that, Karthik and Hubert? It's like, yeah, your your microphone is scrambled or something. Oh yeah, try that. Try again. Sounds like interference. Now I can't hear you at all. Nope. Is that better? There we go. Way better. Yes. <laughs>
4: okay. Uh, so, Currently, what I'm doing is uh, I'm trying to solve problems. And when people have, when they buy clothes online, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like five fit and it takes a long time.
2: Okay. This is, what's the question? I just need a quick question and then I'll come back.
4: So the question is that can you build a startup and raise funding by relying on third-party APIs like Amazon, Shopify, okay. or do you just do a different approach, but basically... Okay, piece.
2: very interesting. Okay, cool. Well, so we'll come back and then we'll get more detail. Okay, cool. So let's um, let's talk about... So Hubert, we're going to do uh, pitches a little later. I will, promise we'll come back. And then so let's start with Karthik then. And then. We'll get back to you too. That's a little more technical. So I'm starting from the broader base. And then is there anybody else backstage? Uh, Jay Reed or... Uh, Daniel or Leo, if you want to turn on your cameras and participate, that would be great. You're welcome to do that. Um, and I think the backstage is full, um, but if not, sorry, Karthik, hang on one more minute here. Uh, if there's room back there, other folks, we're happy to talk to you as well. Founderofficehours.com will get you backstage. And you, but you need to turn on your camera so I can talk to you because it's no fun just talking to, you know, a blank uh, space. Okay. So there's, okay, so Karthik, back to you. <laughs> let's go, go ahead. Now let's hear more about your, uh, this is a funding timing question, sounded like. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, yeah, this is a funding timing question. Uh, so right now I have a free platform. I have 11 customers that listed their uh, uh, information on this portal.
4: Uh, but I'm going to be charging
6: them when, it, when they want to start accessing my premium version. I'm currently building that. I don't have the MEC for the premium version yet. Uh, I need money to build that. I need more developers to to build that. Um, so would this be a good appropriate time for me to go and make the funding because I already have a customer, I already have a free platform, but I'm not generating any revenue from them yet. I will only get the revenue when I, when I build the premium version. To build the premium version, I need more money.
2: Yeah, right. Chicken and egg <laughs> again. Um, okay. And where are you based?
6: I'm currently in Toronto,
2: originally okay. from India. All right, okay, in Toronto, cool. Um, okay, so I think the answer is always be fundraising. That's the top line. The idea that investors are waiting for someone to show up with a plan is true, but it's not the whole story. What investors are really waiting for is an investor to show up, uh, sorry, for a startup to f- show up that meets their criteria uh, and that they trust. And the criteria is usually spelled out on their website. If you do some research, you can find what they're looking for. But the trust is the harder piece, and that's what I would encourage you to do now. It sounds like especially you've already built some stuff, you have customers. you may not have the money yet, but now is the time to start being, to start reaching out and building the relationships so that when you're ready and you have the stuff, it'll be easy. Uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like dating, right? If you meet a bunch of, uh, a bunch of attractive uh, potential mates, you don't just immediately propose marriage, right? You go on a few dates first, right? And, and that's, I think, what you want to be doing right now. So you're, you have enough already that they might be interested in keeping in touch. And everybody appreciates a founder who demonstrates the strategic outlook that they're going to actually uh, do the research and sort of make a friend or at least a, a contact and then keep in touch gently. So that way, over time, say you start that, what is it? It's the end of May. So say uh, you spend a week or two and you identify, this, this is a, here, here's a basic business development outreach plan for investors for everybody. Say you uh, spend the next couple weeks, I don't know if you're on, are you on this full-time or is this a part-time thing?
6: Right now it's a part-time thing. Okay,
2: so you're going to take a couple weeks, right? So, so go out and look at two or 300 investors, but figure out what it is about you that's unique, and you really want to boil that down to, say, 20 or 25 investors who really do what you're talking about, because it's a waste of your time and theirs to pitch investors who don't do that. Right? It's just it's it's just like dating, right? You you are gonna go try to you know date a horse. Well, horses and humans don't date, right? That's just not a thing, right? So that research is the piece that so many inv- uh, founders miss. Um, not all investors are the same. It's not just like a bank. You can walk into any bank and open a checking account. You can't do that with investors. So you do the research, and you boil that down to, say, like I said, a couple dozen, and then put together some outreach and figure out, ideally, something personal about each and every one of them. And I know this sounds like a lot of work, and it's not why you started your company, but this is how you get funded. And this is true for everybody listening. Figure out where they went to school. What what are they? What other companies have they invested in? Is this the right stage? Uh, do they, you know, do early stage, middle, or late stage companies? Is their fund old, meaning they're out of money, or is it a brand new fund, meaning they have a lot of money, so they're probably anxious to deploy it? Like you need to build kind of a profile. Um, pretend like <laughs> I'm just thinking of this. I was watching a spy movie last night. Pretend you're a hitman, right? And <laughs> you got to figure out. Who are they? Where do they live? You know, like track them down. And like, how are you going to get into their life? That's really what this is. It's stalking. Because uh, if you do that for, you know, if you, so then you're, say you're 25 and you figure out, well, let's do some research. Well, probably 10 of those weren't as, you know, as on target as you thought. So there's 15. And then maybe a couple of those, whatever. It turns out, you know, he retired or she quit or whatever. So then you got maybe 10 or 12. Really do a dive on them so that your outreach can be, hey, Karthik, you know, I know you live in Toronto, and you grew up in India, and, you know, I'm working on this thing just like you, and, you know, I saw you invested in that, and uh, we're only looking, you know, we're not even raising money yet, but I thought that this is something that you might be interested in, because I see that you have a background. You, your degree is in this kind of engineering from this school, and my cousin went there, and, you know, like, that's like an email. And VCs go, okay, I don't know if I like this person or I like the ID even, but I can tell that they are paying attention, and they are the kind of person that I would want to work with. And that's like 80% of the game, right? You, you know, the idea that you could know somebody, like, say you know me, right? Oh, do I know this other guy? Sure, I know him. Okay, I'll introduce you. Well, that's not really going to help nearly as much as what I just said, right? You put some time in because we all get, every one of us, founders, investors, everybody, we get thousands of bullshit emails, delete, delete, delete. And believe me, investors get tons of them. So you need to, you're just going to get deleted if you don't make this effort up front. So, anyway, that was a long answer to a short question. Oh, yeah? Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go. Um, and start that now. And let me finish the story. That if that's useful. So in June, say by middle of June, you can send out 10 or 15 emails that are on target, right? And maybe you don't even put it all in the first email, right? Because they're li- likely to ignore it. But whether they ignore it after having read it or they just deleted it is the whole game right? You want them to at least read it. And then two weeks later, it's like, hey, we have an update. You know, we did, made just a little bit of progress. Hey, and I see also that you play, uh, you know, you play pickleball and I play pickleball. Isn't that funny, right? Just something personal, a little personal plus an update. And then a month later, another update. And then you just kind of get into their heads. That's how you raise money these days. It's not about, here's a list of a thousand investors blast out of spam, right? So, okay, that's one of my favorite topics, and that's – actually, this is a segue. That's why we built this, right, the StartupInvestorsDirectory.com. This is designed to help you so that you can go in and find – it has a bunch of that stuff. Like, I don't know whether they play pickleball or not, but but it will say, like, their previous portfolio investments, uh, how old the fund is, do they invest, say, in – maybe they're – you know, um, do they like immigrant founders or they like Canadians, (laughs) you know, or – or what you know, something personal about you. Um, you can drill down more, and that startup. Yeah. So seriously, we I did not have to do this, but this is this is because this is the number one question I get, uh, and we'll be happy to help you guys. And the um, let me put up the beta offer there again. Some of you probably wrote it down. But I always forget it. There it is. Okay. So if that helps anybody, please go check it out. All right. So I hope that was helpful, Karthik. Nice to see you. Uh, and, Thank you. Yeah, and keep, come back and tell us if it works, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not I'm 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 making this up, but it's based on expertise. So if it doesn't work, tell me, and <laughs> we'll all learn. <laughs> nice I'll to see, see you. That. Cheers. Okay, so um, so that's that's how this works, guys. It's not like like I said, it's not like a bank. You just walk in, you know, you wait till the last minute, and then you have all of your stuff ready, and you show up. Like, give me money, right? That That's what banks do. That's not what angel investors and venture capitalists do. It just doesn't work that way. All right, moving along. Let's see. So if you're watching this later, that's cool. Uh, You can still comment on YouTube or LinkedIn, and um, I or someone that I work with will try to help you because that's what we do at the Startup Council. The Startup Council is my group, actually. There it is behind me, startupcouncil.org. You can go over there and learn about a lot of the services we do, like the Startup Investors Directory We're trying hard to make the world of investing more transparent and equitable so that everybody can participate. I I am now kind of an insider, right? I I went to Stanford and I I invest and I I have, you know, a lot of connections, but I didn't start that way. I, I grew up in the Midwest and didn't have much and I kind of worked my way in. And these days I spend most of my time trying to help other people work their way in. So that's what the Startup Council is about. So if that is interesting to you. Please uh, go join our email list. Let me, uh, that one. I think that URL is working. If that one's not working, tell me. I haven't checked that one in a while. Um, Okay, so let's get back. Let's check on our friends in the chat room. And then we've got Uzman, and it looks like we've got some new people in the chat room. Uh, Aperva and Ali and, uh, cool, and Leo and Jay and Andre. Cool. We've got several people back there. Let me just visit the chat room for a second in case there's anything on fire that I am I said something stupid, um, <laughs> which does happen. Let's see here. There we go. Okay, chat room. Okay, so hello, hello, hello. is uh, from Seattle. Nice to meet you. Chris from Irvine. Hubert, yes, from Hong Kong. Uh, Davison made it over from Facebook, it looks like. then. Uh, John, hey John from Irvine. And uh, let's see, there's my LinkedIn, Earl, if you guys want to say hello. And Darren from Austin has a question. Okay, well, so Darren, everybody, you're welcome to help Darren there. He's uh, got a uh, funding request. Um, mission-based activeware, that's cool. Um, Darren, if you want to come backstage, we could talk about that, but otherwise everybody check out Darren. Darren, you should put some contact info in the chat as well, like put your LinkedIn in there or something. Otherwise people don't know, unless you're just trying to identify yourself, but if there could be people in this audience who are helping, I know there are investors watching this. <laughs> that helps at all. I know there are investors watching this. My friends watch this show, uh, from time to time. Okay. Um, ba ba ba. Uh, Look at Startup Pre-Seed Investors, Uh, Elixir, same thing. If you're looking for Pre-Seed Investors, uh, put some contact info in there and then hi from Boston. Okay, cool. So put some contact info in the chat and you guys can help each other and go to StartupInvestorsDirectory.com, like I said. Okay, so I'm going to turn on the camera again. Let's see. Let's see here. We've got, um, here's Andre and uh, it looks like you can't both be named Andre, but um, one of you is Andre, I presume. And oh, sorry. Hey, Usman <laughs> Okay, let's hold on. That's an ugly shot. Let's. That's, that's a better way to do that. No, that's not gonna help. No, that doesn't help either. All right, <laughs> hang on, Andre. No, hang on. We'll get both of you guys in here. I. Sorry. This is. I need another. There's a perva. we've got some ladies in the house. Good. And Ali as well. Okay. Hey guys. Nice to see all of you. And. Uh, Can you wave or something? I need these photos. Yay. Yay. Free advice. Who likes free advice? (laughs) Okay. Well, good advice anyway. Okay. So, um, all right. Let's hear what you guys want to talk about. And then we're going to get to Uzman too, I promise, and Hector as well. But Aperva, how about you go first? What are you up for? I am
1: good. I recently moved to Seattle and I'm enjoying the sun over here. So, yeah, it's
2: lovely. (laughs) Excellent. So, just give me the quick version. What's your question just so I can work it in? Okay. So, uh, just a quick
1: question. I went to Brown five years back. I pursued engineering management Uh program. But then for five years, I was an angel. Sorry,
2: just just the question. I want to hear all that. Only the question.
1: How I want to work for angel investors or VC firms where I can learn how I can raise funding for the startup. Okay,
2: cool. All right. That's an interesting question. We haven't had that one before. Okay, we'll bring you back. Go ahead and mute for the moment. And then Ali, what's on your mind?
4: Well, I'm actually living in an OC now. I'm from Silicon Valley, but uh, I, I'm a founder in of an AI company, and uh, basically want to ask you about uh, the resources available locally in that um, in, uh, that you have available here. I know you build a big network around here, and I wanted to ask you like what are the what are the things
2: locally available for entrepreneurs okay cool that's an easy one uh, i'd start by going to the ocstartupcouncil.org. org. that's where we list a lot of stuff and um actually that's my answer um i don't want to this is a worldwide broadcast so i don't want to spend it all on uh, orange county stuff because we're here but i'm happy to have you go to dot org. get on the email list we have a calendar we have a job board we have a blog um, we cover everybody in orange county and um Come to the events, and you'll meet everybody. That That is the answer. <laughs> are you on the list already? Uh, yeah. Okay. So just read those and come to stuff. And I'd be happy to meet you. At our next in-person event on June 20th, there's going to be a an event in Garden Grove, and you should come to that, and I can okay. introduce you to everybody. All right. That was an easy one. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. And then Andre. So which one of you is Andre? Hi, Scott.
0: Hi. 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 Hi.
2: Hi. 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 Hi, guys. Where are you from?
0: Oh, originally from Russia, but uh-huh. we moved to Israel.
2: Oh, all right, great. So uh, late yeah. at, late at night there. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. we appreciate your work and sure.
2: your advice. Oh, sure. So, what's on your what do you what's the question you have?
0: Uh, so the question is uh, for us as early stage founders uh, working on MVP right now, uh-huh. we're interested in uh, how to approach investors further in terms of um uh teaching them the idea uh, with the uh, budget that include marketing expenses is it okay or, or would it repel them uh because we uh, our business model would, would be B to c to d and we need to attract uh, much traffic and, and for that we need marketing expenses gotcha um, okay and, and in their eyes is it just burning money or is it
4: uh
0: how can we uh, uh justify yeah. it yeah and, yeah uh, and another quick thing, when uh, is, is the right time to uh, start looking and uh, for investors? Because we will launch the NDP and start getting traction. Is there any benchmark uh, for the time when it is the time?
4: So, okay. Okay, good. That's
2: a good question, too. Okay. So let's um, – I'm going to put both of you on hold, if you don't mind, Apurva and uh, Andre and Anna. Um, sorry, doing a lot of things at once here. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, there you are, okay. And let's bring Usman back because he's been very patient and we'll talk. This is going to get a little technical, but then we're going to talk about um, working for VCs and, uh, yeah, pitching VCs and marketing budget. Yep, that's interesting stuff and useful. And then we'll take questions out of the chat room as well. So if you have a question from the chat room, uh, go ahead and put it in there. Okay, Usman, thank you for waiting. Um, so where are you? Did I already where, – where are you calling in from?
4: Yeah, I'm
2: from Seattle. Okay, cool. Nice to see you. Have you been on before? No, this
4: is my first okay.
2: time. Okay. All right. Well, nice to meet you. All right. So give us a, a little more detail. You're wor- you're building a platform and you've got APIs that you're bringing in from third parties and you're worried about the sustainability and scalability from an investor's point of view? Did I- yes. Okay.
4: Yeah. So in, in time to problems, people have when they buy clothes online. Okay. So just making experience interactive and personalized. Right. Um, for that, either I need to have API data from Amazon, Shopify, the stores that are already there. Are, I start with like B2B model of like in, uh, approaching businesses like small stores mm-hmm. uh, and then ask them, oh, I, I can generate more revenue for you because I have a new tool, you know, like a VJ or something that you can add to your website that would help you like increase the customer, improve the customer experience yeah. and bring more revenue. Yeah. Uh, uh, so there's a different approach. So I'm trying to see from investors point of view, I feel like maybe B2B is but investors will like, but it doesn't necessarily solve the problem for end customer uh, as well as if there was a standalone platform they can just go and buy them.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So which which part of that is the
4: question then? So like, would investors be willing to invest? in a company that relies
2: on API data from Amazon and Shopify because it's scalable, but it's basically the you know API. Yeah,
4: yeah. To yeah. Right, okay. Um, so I think, like everything in this
2: space, the answer is it depends, of course, right? I think what investors are looking for is to reduce risk. So if your APIs... Well, first of all, there's a, a question about finding investors who understand enough to appreciate the risk, right? So if you go to your... Friends or family who don't have a technical background—they're just going to be investing in you because they believe in you, they love you, they trust you. So that isn't probably an issue uh, until it, the API breaks, of course. <laughs> that's a different, different discussion. Um, so early, the earliest stage investors tend to be friends and family, and that's a different sort of question, right? So, and I think you know that, but just to be clear, there's there's phases for this kind of stuff, and so you're really talking about later stage and well, still early stage, but perhaps after friends and family. So pro- professional-ish investors, angels and, and early-stage VCs. So then you're talking about uh, what I was talking about with Carthic, I think, which is identifying investors who would be smart enough to understand that there is a risk there. Because there's two, I can see easily two buckets here of investors. There's one people who just kind of get the concept. They would essentially be like end users, and they say, oh, that's a cool idea. I, I get the demand for that. I think I would like to invest because I believe in your vision. And that's totally cool, right? The other type of investor, though, might be more technical and say, okay, I kind of see the market possibility, but I understand the plumbing here, the pipes, these APIs and everything you're putting in, you know, there's a risk. Personally, both would be nice, but I think you really want the second one even more than the first because you would... VCs can be, be helpful in helping you understand your own risk. I mean, you have risk here too, right? That's them. You're putting a lot of your own time and money and life into this. So having people who have seen this in other contexts, API-built companies, I think could be really useful for you. Uh, the idea of um, of mentors, investors who are mentors and partners as opposed to just a check, because um, the first two categories meaning the friends and family check and then the end user type investor check are both, the money is green, so I would still take it. But at some point, you're going to want to grow a board, uh, board of directors who can advise you on how this grows and what the real risks are. So those are the people that I think that help you kick the tires to really understand, you know, is this a good idea or not? Because they've seen it before. That also leads to the fact that ideally you've found people who will invest in this and who understand the risk enough to intelligently commit to the investment because they understand and are comfortable with it. Is that am I on the right track? Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the other thought would be a lot of it depends, of course, uh, an API isn't really that much different than say in a traditional business, you have suppliers, like if you own a pizzeria, right? You know, who's going to give you the flour and the pepperoni and the, the landlord has the lease. You know, you have, you have suppliers of, of all the parts, right? So this is a part supplier. So any investor, whether it's a an equity investor like, like an angel investor like me or a VC or a debt investor like a bank they're going to look at those suppliers and see are they reliable what, what kind of credibility do they have and my point is that for the APIs if it's an API from a company that has uh, is well established and is known for sharing its its uh its APIs freely or or at a you know a known cost and that they're credible That's probably not a problem, right? If it's a big company, um, but if it's a small company, like your API realizing something from your cousin's new startup, which is also not funded, and it may be brilliant, but you don't know if it's going to be there in six months, that's probably not such a good idea, right? And the in-between, of course, is companies like like Twitter or Facebook that launch big APIs, people build a whole bunch of stuff, and then they change the rules, Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they screw everybody, right? So that's that's dangerous as well. So long story short, I think the idea is who are the APIs? I, I don't know. You don't need to answer that, but that's what the investors are going to want to know. Like, okay, I don't think an API company in and of itself is a bad thing, but you want to find people who understand the risk and can help you weed through the good ones versus the bad ones. Is that useful? Yeah, yeah.
4: Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention also that I'm also looking for co-founders. Ah. Okay. Uh, if anybody is interested in this idea, I have course, my previous experience with search and ads and the recommendation models, so I'm happy to connect. Nice. Well, that's nice. Uh, I my LinkedIn um, YouTube, but it, it it doesn't come through the chat. But...
2: Yeah, you're you're in the backstage chat, so go over to on YouTube directly, um, and well, you're done here. So I'll just if you leave this, I'll just remove you when we're done, and then go log in on YouTube or LinkedIn Live and you should be able to type it in there, and it will show up here on the uh, the thing that everybody can see. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice to meet you, Usman. Good luck with everything. All right. So that was Usman from Seattle. Next, we were going to we talk to Ali. we talked going to talk uh, to, let's see, Aperva about working for VCs. This is an interesting question. Where did Aperva go? Are you still there? Sorry. This little, there it is. There she is. Okay. All right. Okay, Aperva. So, you can, uh, so you went to Brown, you got some engineering background, you sound like a pretty qualified, sharp person, you're looking to get into VC?
1: Yes. Okay. I know you want to learn how to raise funding for the startup. I come from India, and I have, like, worked with, I was doing, I was running my own business back in India, in a construction firm. So I have a pretty diverse background. I also worked for Tesla Solar when I was in the United States. Oh. So I feel I have this uh, big appetite for like, you know, working on multiple businesses. And I feel like now I just want to help some good companies
2: raise funds. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's, that's good. It's always nice to find investors who are um, interested for the right reasons. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, so the first question when thinking about that is, do you have money that you would invest as well, or would you want to be more an employee?
1: Uh, I currently want to be an employee. I mm-hmm. don't do have funds, but I am. I do not have enough confidence mm-hmm. that I would be able to make the right decisions. Uh-huh. So I would rather love to be an employee. I, I also want to do volunteers, You know, I, I can volunteer for free for now. I mean, I'm okay with that. I see. Okay. Not looking okay. looking for like a paid job or anything. It's just that I want to just hang out with some good angels and beesies and work for them for free. Yeah. You know, they can pay me in pennies. It's <laughs> that is
2: how, you know, they say you should
1: never do anything for free. No, but, no. I am well for now, and I, I, I'm I not currently looking for a job, job uh-huh. but I totally want to learn the art of raising
2: funds. Right, okay. So there you go. So that was a great commercial. I just gave you airtime for the whole world. Um, hopefully somebody will see this and, and be interested in working with you. You sound like a pretty sharp lady. Um, let me just back up a little bit. The reason I asked her right away whether she had money to invest or not is because a lot of funds, if you're an investor, they're interested, more interested in hiring you, right, because you're, you're adding to their pool. So, uh, and sometimes you literally can buy into the partnership, but that can take millions of dollars, right? So it's not for everybody, but that was just a clarifying question. So, of course, it's fine to start uh, as an entry level and volunteering to work for free. People do say that, but I have to tell you, I worked for free at least twice in my life to get into new industries. If you can afford to do it, it's a great way to do it. I don't see any shame in that. Because yeah, I mean,
1: I don't find
2: yeah, yeah, go go for it. I mean, if that can get their attention, then absolutely do that. And, where
1: um, can I start with? Like, I'm in theaters, I think it's two weeks I moved back to the city and I, I'm just trying to wonder like, what can be my initial step? Yeah. Should I completely reach out to VC firms or angels or I'm also being part of the, I'm also getting a lot of meetups to say. Yeah,
4: that's good. Yeah, well, absolutely.
2: you're on the right track. I think it's really about uh, meeting people and building relationships, kind of like raising money. Uh, in this case, the startup is you, right? <laughs> so, so going to the meetups and, and shaking hands and, you know, have a business card so they can remember you and uh, being friendly and, off, you know, offering to help. And this can certainly happen online as well. You know, we have another resource, actually. Let me put this in the chat um, this is a new one, actually. It hasn't really even been announced yet, but let me – I think this will work. Let's see. HTTPS, we built a, um, a directory of all virtual startup events so that people from all over the world um, – sorry, I'm trying to type in talk. StartupEvents.org. There. Um, StartupEvents.org. So this is a calendar, the only one I know of in the world, that collects all the virtual events for startups. So from Seattle, you can go to – all in one place, you can get on one email list and get stuff from all over the world, right? And then you can go to stuff, of course, in Seattle would be ideal, and that's a good – town to be in right there 's plenty of vc there, but you could go to attend other things because there are many, many pitch competitions and different kinds of events online and they almost always not always, but a lot of times are run by volunteer groups, often alumni groups like Brown or any other school and we always I was on a call yesterday I run um Stanford Angels I run Stanford Angels for this region, and we were on a call just yesterday, and two people moved away, and now we have to find new people right and it 's like constantly finding. People that that fit in um, and uh, getting to those events and just being friendly is, is what I would do I don't I don't think there's any shortcut um, uh, but having a business card having maybe a, a resume or something or a LinkedIn so that your LinkedIn is tight and actually again like I said with uh, with which sh- you should probably let's have you leave this chat and go post publicly on the YouTube or LinkedIn chat and put your contact info in there because um, people are watching now and you know there could be people watching the replay later and, uh, and they might be looking for an Aperva in their life. So, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay.
4: All, right. All right.
2: Nice to meet you. All right. Hope to see you again. Keep in touch. Let us know. All right. Cool. Well, that was a good question. Interesting new angle. Nice to see people interested in the VC industry from the right, for the right reasons. Okay. Uh, Apurva impresses me, Sarala says, and inspires me. I'd like to volunteer at work for Angel Lester to get my feet what? Dipping into the startup ecosystem too? it. So, there, oh, okay. So, Soral is on the same page there, Aferva. So, maybe you two guys could team up even. That'd be kind of cool. All right. Um, who we got left here? Oh, so Andre and Anna are still waiting, I think. What time is it? one four. Okay. And then we got Hubert is still here. Up in the middle of the night, Hubert. Sorry. Pitches are last. <laughs> sorry. It's like 4 in the morning for him now. Um, okay. But we will get there. And um, let's... Uh, okay. And it's not early in uh, Israel either. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. I try to find a time that's in the middle of the day in a lot of places, but of course, with this big world of ours, it's not in the middle of the day everywhere. Okay, so let's bring on Andre and Anna. Okay, so they're checking in. Where are you guys, Tel Aviv or? Yeah, right now
0: in Tel Aviv.
2: Okay, great. Well, welcome. So um, you wanted to talk about pitching and including your marketing budget in your pitch. Is that right? Okay, so give us the, the summary there. Because
0: of the business model, we we found out that uh, B2B is much more uh, in demand uh, in the investor community than B2C. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically because of the marketing expenses, which are perceived just like cash burn
4: mm-hmm. for
0: investors, and then uh, given the current uh, climate, uh, they are not inclined yeah. uh, to put money, to spend money on this.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's something I learned personally as a, uh, a founder, and then later as an investor, B2B is just a lot more reliable. So investors per, prefer that, you know, it turns out consumers are fickle and trends change and, or they might get laid off and not have any money, you know, but businesses, they have budgets, right? They plan and they have money to spend. So um, the feedback the market's giving you, I think is accurate. Uh, and it continues to be the truth that uh, people like reliable cash flows. <laughs> That's the definition of an investor, I guess. Okay. So if you're going to include the marketing budget, yeah, I mean, if it's truly a B2C play, so everybody, for, if you're new to this, B2B means business to business and B2C means business to consumer. So what Andre and Anna are talking about is a business that serves businesses first and then also serves the customers. So can you give us just a top line of what it is just so people have some idea?
0: Yeah, it's a marketplace
2: of education and uh, scholarship programs. Oh, cool. Okay. So the B2B there for everybody else, I'm guessing, you guys correct me, the B2B is they need relationships with a bunch of educational institutions and foundations who are offering scholarships, so that's the business, and they put that all in one place, and then they're selling or giving or advertising-based revenue from the consumers who would want to access the business. So that's B2B to C. Is that more or less the idea?
0: Yeah, okay.
2: uh, it's rather b decent C to b but you got the idea. Okay, okay, so a little, right, okay. Okay, so, yes, uh, investors don't like marketing burn. It's just too it's too fickle. Um, so, it, I guess, if there's no way to make money directly from the B2B side of it, then you don't have a choice, it sounds like. So, I don't know, it's a pretty short discussion. You have to do it. So, if you have to do it, then the question is, how do you position that to be as attractive as possible? So in that case, and you can start waving your hands if I'm on the wrong track, but um, it's really a question of de-risking that spend. Uh, If you can show whatever, really the goal of marketing, of course, is to spend $1 and get $2 back. So your goal, I think, at this point, if you don't have a bunch of capital to, to prove the point, is to run some pilot tests. So if you could spend a small amount of money, say $100, and show that for $100, well, maybe the first time, you know, you only made $40 back. That didn't work. So then you run another $100, uh, and, uh, and when I say run, I'm talking about probably the directest, the most direct way to to reach consumers, is, as I'm sure you guys know, but for everybody, is to run ads, say, on Facebook or Google or on Instagram or things like that, and, like, go directly to the audience and just see what kind of reaction you can generate and run a series of tests. Say, just making this up, but if you had $500, and you spent 100 a week and tried five different increasingly refined things, at the end of that, you would have some data. And the idea is that then maybe you would have data that showed, look, we learned from our mistakes, and with only $500, we went from a conversion rate of basically zero to you know 6% or 8% ideally, and we estimate that if you gave us a million dollars, right, you can see where I'm going with this, right, a million dollars and a 6% take rate and a conversion rate of this, we estimate we'd have, a customer acquisition cost of this and a lifetime, but the lifetime value LTV of that customer would be triple that ideally. And therefore, if you give me a million dollars, we expect that we could turn it into $5 million in 18 months or or something like that. And and build a story. Um, Investors, eat numbers, right? That's what we eat, it's numbers, right? Stories are good, and you need the story to get attract attention and to uh, increase their remembering of you, like right? to stick in the memory, but it comes down to the numbers. And a story about marketing is not nearly as good as an, as an equation about marketing. And if you can develop an equation based on some uh, beta testing and proof of concept sort of stuff, that makes the marketing spend look more... Um, digestible, you know, more believable, I guess. I'm not sure what the right word. Credible? Something like that. Um, and not just a cash burn. Maybe? Is that useful?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, we, we also um, had a question about when to approach investors mm. uh, after we publish the MVP and uh, what traction should we... Is that a benchmark? Uh, what yeah. traction should we reach? Right. Uh we be eligible for... Um, approaching
2: investors. Sure. So, okay. Timing for approaching investors. So I think we've talked about it twice so far today. Now, immediately, right? Because you need to build the relationship. So you're not approaching them with actually an ask for money. You're approaching them with a uh, a friend request, basically, right? Like, hey, we're doing this stuff. I see you do similar stuff. Let's be friends. And that's what needs to happen before you get a check regardless. And the most common mistake I see entrepreneurs make in this area is they wait till they have everything all perfect and then show up and expect the investors to immediately buy in. And that that's the wrong way to do it because the clock doesn't start on your relationship until that approach. And you need to start the clock sooner so that by the time you have the specific approach, and ideally you do get to the stage where you have the perfect offer for them, right, it fits their thesis and has the traction and all the things that they want but hopefully by then you've already known them for six weeks or six months, right? And that's one of the reasons that the first avenue for funding for most people is friends and family because they've already known you for six years or 60 years even, right? They know you, and so they give you the benefit of the doubt on the pitch, and that's what everybody needs here. Everybody, you need the benefit of the doubt that comes from a relationship. So, yes, I would start now. Um, And just being friendly, going to events, building relationships, like I was talking about with – Kareem or somebody earlier um, to you know touch reaching out every now and then. Hey, we have a nice update. You know, I'm not asking for money; just building the relationship. And um, and then the the last part of your question. <laughs> These are good questions. Um, I hope this is helpful. Um, the uh, the milestones or the metrics that you need. There are not specific metrics. Every investor is different. Like I said, if it's your uncle they're going to be much more loose on the metrics because they already have the relationship with you. If it's somebody you don't know and they're in a field, they uh, don't have no experience as an investor in your space, it's going to be harder to convince them. Or if it's an investor that, you know, does late stage uh, aerospace buyouts, they're going to be hard to convince because they know finance, but they don't know your space, right? So a lot of my recommendation strategy is uh, doing the research, finding the right investors, uh, building the relationship so that then when you do have any kind of metrics, it's not a surprise to them, right? You've already sent them, like in this example, this building on what we've been talking about, if you spend a month running a, a new test a week and, you, and, and they've heard about this, like, oh, in our first test we had no conversions. Our second test we had this conversion. Our third test we got like 14%. We're thinking we're figuring this out and they've seen this progression. At some point, if you've targeted the right people, they're going to write back. Like you may not hear from them at all in the first five emails, right? But if they start to see investors don't invest in a point, they invest in a line, right? And you need to give them enough points to connect a line, right? And they see that trend. And, it, and I'm going the wrong way on your side, right? Try that way. <laughs> but um, give them the data points so that they can connect the dots and say, oh, you know, this is making sense, you know? And on the, it might be the 15th email. And finally, they say, why don't you send me your deck, right? And that's how this works. It's not like you show up with everything perfect, ta-da, like a Hollywood movie premiere, you know, ta-da, here's the new movie, everybody go see it. That's not how it works. You want to build that line and build the relationship and any metrics you have are good metrics. Um, even, even the bad metrics, right? We learn because you learn from this. So you position it as a learning, right? Um, we, the fourth test was a disaster because we did this. You know, we changed it from green to yellow and that was stupid, but now we know that. And the next test, we're going to only use green right and and you move that conversation along that that's how you do this so anyway that helpful
0: yeah, great advice.
2: Okay. okay super and like I said I'm not trying to drive anybody crazy but that's why we built this uh, and if it's not up to your needs now look again in a month because we'll have even more investors every month we're, we're this is a serious thing I'm doing trying to help everybody um, with more um, searchability and transparency uh, so that because the key to this that everybody blows is they, they buy like some list and people are trying to do that with this and I keep stopping them. There's thousands of investors there. You don't just download them and email them all. That's just a waste of everybody's time. And it makes you bad, it makes me look bad, it makes a waste of time. But like I said, find 10 or 20 or 50 that do what you're doing because they're, they're going to like it. That's it. you got to find your friends. So anyway, okay. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys, I uh, hope, in the future. Keep us posted. Nice to meet. Andre and Anna from from Israel. All right, 115. I think we have to get over to my friend Hubert. But Hubert, let me check into, is he still here? Let's see, I kept him up all night, poor Hubert. Um, okay, uh, Hubert is here. Okay, Hubert, turn on your camera a second. Oh, oh you said have to go. Hubert, I kept him up all day. Look at that, it was like two minutes ago. All right, well, Hubert will be back hopefully. Gosh darn it. All right, I'm going to post Usman. You're not figuring this out. Usman, our last gentleman, was posting. He can't figure out how to post it in the public chat. So this is from Usman. He was trying to uh, Seattle, looking for co-founders. There you go. Okay, so Usman, sorry, I hope that's helpful. I feel bad about Hubert. Sorry. Good talking about these things. Um, Let's see. I'm checking the chat here. Uh, Karthik, we talked to. Okay. Andre, we did that. Usman, Good, okay, good, guys nice to see all of you okay and uh, let me check in our chat and if we don't have a a pitch then maybe we don't need to do any pitches today but if you'd like to pitch uh, those folks backstage um, let's see then uh, let me know so yeah okay so let's I think we might be near our end here and Usman says thank you so there's his post there Okay, so back to the chat. Let's see what I And Then we might be finished today. Um, come on, scroll up, please. Scroll up. Hang on a second. Uh, oh, speaking of which, if you're on LinkedIn and you see this stuff, please like and follow the Startup Council and like this stuff. It's really easy. It's the only way um, that we get paid for this. Uh, just like and follow and tell your friends would really appreciate it. Uh, comments are even better. You know, that's what drives the algorithms. I know it doesn't seem like much, but those little algorithm tweaks, likes and shares and a con- you know, little uh, congratulations sign and all that stuff, support and the heart, like that does make a difference and it makes a difference in how much we can help people. So if you are uh, on there, please do. And same on uh, YouTube and everyone else. Let me put up the uh, email here as well. So if you're not on our email list, please do go join. And now I'll get to the chat, and maybe we will be looking near the end of the show. But, oh, there's a lot of chat in here. Sorry, guys. Um, got some good questions today, so I was busy talking. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, Darren, good. You put your link in there. Good job. Um, yeah, we're pretty much out of time today for backstage. Next time we'll do backstage. at founderofficehours.com, though. You can, uh, by the way, everybody... We post these links everywhere, and a lot of people don't um, don't show up till the day of. <laughs> you know, the email list, this is not hard. Like, our, our links are in all the emails, and look, read the event descriptions on LinkedIn and on um, uh, Facebook and YouTube and Eventbrite. I mean, this is I'm not hiding the ball here at all. Uh, okay, so Elixir says he's from Pakistan, and he's starting a startup in, in the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Cool, Elixir. That's cool. Post your contact info if you want people to try to get involved and help you. Um, CAD design line says, hi from Los Angeles, looking for a seed investor in real estate for my startup in the Philippines. That sounds interesting, but you need to post some info if you'd like anybody to participate. Um, Rusty says, if you're in Orange County, California, he will buy you lunch for intros to gym owners. So anybody knows gym owners in Southern California? Rusty's a good guy. And, um, let's see. Oh, Usman's back for more. Okay, here's his, his... All right. Um, here's his full LinkedIn URL. Try that again. That's not me. That's Uzman. Uh, All right. And what else we got here? Um,
4: come on. Come
2: on. There we go. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, Randy is with Tidliest. Uh, SAS B2B model in LB. I don't know what that means, but um, SAS is uh, software as a service business. Wineries and wine bars. That's cool. Uh, gamifying wine tasting. That's interesting. So, Randy, put your contact info in the chat if you would like people to contact you about that. Um, Nick, I found a U.S.-based cross-border remittance company about that was mainly focused on sub-Saharan Africa. What's your current take on investor appetite for MSB startups? I would be happy to help you muttmic 4 but I don't know what an MSB startup is. <laughs> so if you want to clarify, I, I'm sure I have an opinion, but I'm, I'm not smart enough to know what that means. So there's a there's a tip for everybody. Be careful about using lingo. Uh, in 2020, one of his competitors got acquired for $500 million. Uh, okay, still curious, though. I don't know. I'm curious what an MSB is, but it sounds exciting. Uh, Alex leave your contact info. Somebody on LinkedIn wants to talk to you, and Sarala posted her contact there. Nice to meet you, Sarala. And Glenda says, relatable. Hopefully, yeah, that, that's the point of this show, Glenda. Thank you for saying that. Trying to be relatable. Oh, Hubert's back. Hubert, are you still there? Do you want to do this? Hey, you had left. Are you back?
5: You want to- Yep. Uh, my computer uh,
2: has technical issues, so I try on the other computer. Okay. So you want to try, want to try your pitch and discussion here now? Yes. Okay, great. I felt so bad. You watched the replay, and everybody will tell you how bad I felt because you had to leave. I thought it got too late, and you fell asleep or something. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. Um, to give you some context in
5: uh, 10 seconds, I normally yeah. have a very different uh, problem statement, but um, I spoke with a managing director of a small prestige fund. He liked a certain feature, so I tra- changed the problem statement by quite a bit at the beginning, and, you know, I like will love to uh, tell you the new problem
2: statement. Okay, great. We usually do these in two minutes or so. Is that right? Is this going to be a short pitch? Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. So, everybody, listen to Hubert, and we're not going to probably have time to debate the merits of the business, but if you have suggestions on things he left out or that he should add in, like helpful, you know, constructive critique, I'm sure he'd appreciate that uh, in the chat, but let's, let's hear what you got. Hubert, I'll do my best to help. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Hubert, founder of Helpful.
5: Helpful at TechSAT is a one-stop-shop solution to help tutoring businesses attract clients from overseas with our multi-language content management system. A few years ago, Helpful actually was an online tutoring business ourselves. We connect highly qualified teachers to help students in need 24-7. At first, my target audience were country-speaking students in Hong Kong, but it turns out that majority of my clients are from mainland China and they speak simplified Chinese. So I have to scramble and um, make changes to my code base and adding additional languages after building the website is quite difficult, but it can be done. And I wish I've done things differently. Then during COVID, other businesses reached out to me and say, we would like to expand our, our services overseas so we um, realize we can um, white label our solution for other businesses. So now we're in the SaaS space, offering our web application to other tutoring businesses to expand overseas, especially with our multi-language content management system. Then the rest of the pitch is usually the same. Then I go talk about like competitors, uh, problems, uh, you know,
2: uh, features, uh, business model, things like that. That's very interesting. Um... <clears throat> I guess, okay, nice job. It was very clear. you got to be careful that you don't sound like you're reading it. It's too much, right? Um, Loosen up a little if you can. Maybe just use bullet points so that you can kind of riff on it. It sounds more more natural. But, um, okay, so the big question is for me, and everybody in the chat, go ahead and offer feedback. So are you pitching the ed tech tutoring, an ed tech-related tutoring business, or are you pitching the translation and reworking of the back end multilingual capabilities as a service? A uh, fast service. The, the second one? Yes. Okay. So you're not in the tutoring or ed tech space really, I mean yourself, at, at all anymore. Is that right? No. Okay. I wanted to explain that I have the domain. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. So, no, I think it's great. I. I so the second thing is the shift that the VC was interested in? Yeah, okay, me too. When you said that, that was much more interesting to me than the first part. So all I'm saying is I think you need to clarify, I don't do that anymore. I am now doing this because it was a little – like I got that there were two things, but I wasn't – and I know you had many more minutes and it probably would have been clear, but the sooner that – in the beginning that you're just clear – We learned from that and we stopped doing it because this was a bigger opportunity. That's a very interesting pitch. It's kind of like what I was saying to Andre and and Anne a couple minutes ago, right? Like, oh, you missed that probably. But anyway, we were talking about like running some tests and communicating with investors. Like, you know, this was not a failure except that because we learned from it, right? Like that kind of thing. Like spin of like we did this and this is even better. And I agree. The ability – and I've done that – a uh, big platform was fifteen years ago, but really big consumer platform that a lot of people here would know um I helped build that for a public company, and we had multilingual issues that were just yeah that's a big deal, so anybody that knows that space would really sympathize with that I think and I think that's exciting Hubert. that's that's yeah i'm 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 very much in in favor of that switch is that the kind of feedback you wanted or, or- yeah, okay.
5: thank you. I will definitely uh, explain more clearly. It
2: is a This business, not an online touring business uh-huh. anymore. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, that was worth staying up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. Thank Keith. you for the opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank here, yeah, nice to see you again. Thanks for staying up all night. <laughs> all right, and good luck. Let us know how when you uh, if if you have if you feel comfortable with it when you're done, come post on LinkedIn or something and tell us how it went. I hope that they're, they're impressed yeah. by that. Awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, nice to see Hubert. It's nice to have people coming back. Um, One of the things I like best about working with entrepreneurs is seeing progress. And Hubert's been here two or three times now, uh, and he always was doing a good job. But you can see the evolution in his business, uh, and that's a big opportunity he's identified there. If they have the technical capabilities to do that, that's impressive. I think he's going to get a lot of interest. And I would suggest to all of you who are listening, you're welcome to do that. Come back repeatedly, and you'll get better. And that's why I do this, is helping you Level up, right? And there aren't a lot of people, in my experience, that 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 actually really want to help, <laughs> that, that have done this stuff. There's a lot of people talking. But um, anyway, I've written these books and, and run these uh, podcasts and live streams for years now, trying to help you guys. All right, so let's go back to the chat, and we'll be uh, wrapping up here. Um, okay, some uh, so, some feedback for, um, let's see, where were we here? Uh, in the chat. Um, uh, yep, got that. Uh, did that, and then there's that. Okay. Okay, so a money, an MSB, there we go. So an MSB is a money service business. Okay, well, I learned something. All right, thank you, uh, Mutnik. So, okay, so what do I think of mon- money service businesses these days? Um, I like businesses that deal with money. Why? Because there's a lot of money,
4: <laughs> and That's all there is to it,
2: right? If you're, if you're dealing with money, it's easy to take, you know, a small piece of the money and make money. Um, my first job out of college, I worked for a big bank called JP Morgan and Company in New York on Wall Street. And one of the uh, lessons they taught us in that uh, training program, I still remember, I, I they even gave us coffee mugs, actually, that said this. And it said, uh, a little number times a big number is a big number. And that's actually in my books. I, I think i included that in my first book, because it, it's a fundamental principle of banking in any financial business. If there's a big number, and you can multiply that by even a very small number, you still get a pretty big number. And MSBs, money service businesses, apparently, are a perfect example of that. So if you can get in the way of money flows, that's the best way to make money. A lot of entrepreneurs follow their passion, and there's 101 good reasons to do that, but they pick areas that don't have a lot of money involved, like you love scrapbooking, you know, or you like gardening, or um, you like uh, poetry, right? I mean, wonderful things, the world would be a sad place without poetry, right? But um, there's not a lot of cash flow there. Getting involved in a business that has a lot of cash flow is an easy way to keep some of that cash flow for yourself. So I'm a fan of MSBs. I don't know much about them, obviously, um, uh, because I didn't even know what MSBs stood for, Um, but I'm a fan of doing that in general, and I would think that Sub-Saharan Africa is a great place to be doing that. There's clearly an explosion in startup opportunity going on there. If you have, Mick, I would suggest, uh, if you haven't already, let me give a plug for my, uh, I'm an investor in a company called Expert Dojo, and this is something that a lot of you might benefit from. Expert Dojo is an accelerator and a VC fund based in Santa Monica, California, Los Angeles, and they do lots and lots of deals for um, African companies and fintech and um, might be interesting for you to look at expertdojo.com. I'm actually an investor there. I'm also a scout. So if you take a look at that and that's interesting, contact me through scottfox.com and I can make an introduction. Uh, And that's true for anybody here. If Expert Dojo looks interesting to you, let me know. And I'm happy to help. And uh, okay, so we're almost going to wrap up here. There were a couple more questions. Uh, Hubert put his... um, his, let's see here, his LinkedIn there, and then uh, okay, a couple uh, suggestions on the pitch there. Zana says the pitch seemed more like an explanation of a pivot and a certain idea. Yes, I think that's fair. Uh, but uh, Zana, it was only it was just a quick one, right? He was just giving us the intro for his pitch. Uh, there was going to be a longer pitch, so he was just he was exactly you, you actually got exactly right. He was explaining the pivot, and that was what the part he was practicing. Um so I think that was good feedback. Uh and you are correct. And then uh let's see. Okay, and here's another good piece of feedback, Hubert. Uh Jay Michael says um, when he got people giving him feedback, he'd like to um yeah. You spoke on how clients wanted your service. Yes, and that's a good thing to to emphasize. I agree. When clients are asking you for more features, that's a good thing. Because like we've talked about for most of this session, there's a lot of uh, data points that investors need. And one of the data points they love to see is that customers are begging for your product, right? That's validation. Even if you don't have a lot of revenue or you um, are worried about demonstrating traction or all the many things you should be worrying about, uh, having customers pursue you is a is a very positive indicator, um, and then uh, okay, there we go. Okay, so I think we're there, right on time, about an hour and a half in. So let me thank again our friends at Cake Equity. If you go to um, cakeequity.com, hold on, this is man, this is no, this one, and then we're going to go over here. Is that it? Yeah, there. And uh, that's a special offer for this. And these guys run uh, capitalization table management services and they help uh, create stock option offers and track the vesting and all the complicated stuff that honestly you can pay lawyers a lot of money to do. And it's still often not done very well. (laughs) Cake Equity has automated a lot of that and I recommend you check them out and you can get a discount too as you can see. Uh, and if you have trouble with that uh, URL or the the code, just uh, contact us. You can contact us through startupcouncil.org. And um, I think we're getting almost to the end here. Let's see. There's Oh, there's the uh, this thing as well. If that's of use to you, and I think it probably is to a lot of you, go check it out. I'd love to hear your feedback. And there's a money-back guarantee on this. It's only $49. We're just trying to cover costs. If you hate it... Um, yeah, I'll give you your money back. I'm not, not trying to get rich here. Believe me, <laughs> not making money doing this. Um, and I think that might be it.
4: So, yeah.
2: So Okay. So, if you don't mind, please click like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, post a comment or two on LinkedIn, on YouTube. Subscribe. Please uh, join the newsletter list, all that stuff. We're just trying to help. Startupcouncil.org. Go over to this website now startupcouncil.org and we've got all kinds of stuff we're building there for you and your feedback is welcome and we're happy to see you again next month. I'll be doing this again next month. I forget what the date is but it's generally the fourth Tuesday of every month and that's all for now I think. So watch the newsletters for other uh, event announcements. There are lots of things, good things going on. It's not, you don't just have to, not that you would but you don't have to just watch my stuff. Um, There's lots of people trying to help entrepreneurs so get out there, right, entrepreneur, Come come, join us and um, make friends. That's the bottom line. That is my number one recommendation for your success. If you want to raise money, build a company, make a difference in the world, go make friends. Thanks for watching. Happy to have you here.
4: Have a great week.